0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 639 of First Class Fatherhood, a family-made media podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Craig Morgan to the podcast. Craig is a U.S. Army veteran turned country music superstar. His songs have charted more than 17 times. He's had multiple number one songs, including That's What I Love About Sunday. Many of his songs have hit the top 10, including Almost Home, Love Remembers, and Bonfire. Craig has never forgot where he comes from. He has performed multiple times at military bases on USO tours. He's got a brand new book out right now titled God, Family, Country, A Memoir. You can find the link to his book in the description of today's podcast episode. Really honored to have Craig on the podcast today. He's an American hero. He's a U.S. icon. Pleasure to welcome him here on the podcast. Craig Morgan is going to be here with me in just a few minutes. So please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Craig Morgan was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation between the veteran turned country music star and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And be sure you guys bring it back here. Tomorrow, we are going to stay with the country music theme. Dylan Scott joins me on the podcast. He's just about to kick off a new tour. He's really a hot young artist. Honored to have him on the podcast. He's a first-class father all the way. So please make sure you tune in to that one. Please help me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list and let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Father's Day is every day right here on the podcast. You know that. Here comes my conversation straight up now with Craig Morgan on First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Craig Morgan. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: All right, let's start like this here. How many kids do you have? How old are they?
1: I got five, and they range in age from 35 to 22.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I got got four myself here. We had three boys, then got the girl. Otherwise, we'd be catching up to you there. But uh, we got the girl on the fourth try, so that was the end of that. If you could, Craig, please hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do.
1: Well, I'm, I mean, most would know me from my entertainment world. I'm uh, a country recording artist, a member of the Grand Ole Opry. I've been doing that now for about 20 years. Um, so that's, that's been my primary uh, livelihood. But I was also in the military for uh, about 17 and a half total time in service, 17 and a half years total time in service. So that was a big part of my life. Um, but music is, is my primary thing now. I've been very fortunate because of the music uh, to dabble in some other areas of, uh, of entertainment, acting, uh, done some TV shows, uh, currently uh, in the process of working on a movie, I'll, I'll, a movie that I'll be in. Uh, and I've also been very active in the outdoor world. Uh, I had a, my own outdoor show for about nine years, nine seasons, uh, and I'm currently working on another outdoor show. Awesome. Yeah, you've had obviously a very successful
0: career. Take me back if you could, Craig, to the beginning of your fatherhood journey that about how old were you when you first became a dad? And how did that experience change your perspective on life?
1: Uh, so I was 20. I was a little older than, than most people in my where I grew up. <laughs> uh, I was in my my mid 20s. I'd already uh, left school and was working and that kind of stuff. Uh, and I don't know how anyone who has a child uh, could not be changed by that miracle. Uh, I'll just be honest, Um, because before that child comes along, you're pretty much just taking care of yourself and maybe your your spouse or your girlfriend or whatever. For me, it was a spouse, uh, my wife. And uh, then all of a sudden there's this this life that uh, is more important than anything that you could possibly do or have done. Uh, And it's all you think about, even still today, as mine are grown and having their own babies. uh, It's still all we think about. and work to try to, uh, to make as, as life as good as we can for all of them. Yeah, v- very well said, Craig. And I know you have
0: the new book that drops, uh, Craig Morgan, God, Family, Country. What was it like for you to go back through your life to write the book? What was, what was kind of like the most challenging parts of that? And what could readers expect to see or read w- when they grab a copy of the book?
1: Uh, well, first, I can tell you, for me, it was very enlightening. I, you know, in my life, I've done a lot of stuff and, and I've done so much that, you know, uh, I tell people that I, I kind of took it in, 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 in as a, if you referenced your life as a book, I just lived a paragraph at a time. I never thought about the end game, uh, aside from my faith. Uh, now, my faith, there's always been an end goal, and that's just to get to heaven. <laughs> but throughout my life, it's just I just kind of did things. And and as they came along, I never uh, and still to this day don't have a bucket list, so to speak. Uh, I just always took things things as they came. Uh, and if an opportunity arose for me to do something, I would go do it. Uh, writing the book, I realized, I mean, just how many cool things and how many uh, uh, experiences that I got to be a part of that after they happen, you just kind of put that in the, the the locker in the back there somewhere and don't think about it anymore. So writing this book, every one of these things and a lot more that that I had kind of pushed back in the memory all came back again. And so it was, it was very rewarding uh, and also very humbling. Uh, and, and to answer the second part of your question, the book, uh, I think people, well, first of all, they'll get to know me in a way that most of my fan base doesn't uh, because I get to talk about a lot of stuff that took place in my life that that we have not been able to discuss or haven't discussed. Um, And my hope is that when people read this book, that they are inspired uh, or uplifted in some way to know that no matter what happens in your life, no matter where you're at in your life, you can be good and do good. And as long as we face life with that attitude, and for me, because of my faith with God in there, um, you, even in the bad times, you find strength and, and wisdom um, uh, to to keep moving forward and hopefully making a change in not only your life and others around you. But, it, you, you know, there's that old saying, you know, one person can make a difference and you really can. We all can. And, and so I'm hoping that's what this book kind of does, inspires people, motivates them to want to just try to be better and make this world a better place.
0: Yeah, I, I love that, Craig. And it's definitely much needed right now more than ever. So it's definitely a timely book. And I know you, you have a co-author there or uh, Jim D. Felice, author of American Sniper. I've had uh, so many Navy SEALs on the podcast here. I've been blessed to have so many different veterans like yourself. And thank you for your service. Uh, but what was it like working with Jim to put this book together? And then a second part of that question, maybe to tie this in to the book, what was what was it like for you and your decision to end up leaving the military life and pursue, I guess, was it the, the country music, the family, the whole bit, if you could speak to working with Jim, and then that decision about leaving the military?
1: Yeah, I'm going to start with the latter half of the question. When people ask me, how did I transition from the military to the music? Uh, I tell them that I'm working on it. <laughs> and that is the truth. It's a reality. Even still today, 20 years later, uh, I still feel a huge, I'm I'm still that guy. I'm still the guy that wants to go overseas and defend our country and be a part of what I think makes us the greatest nation in the world. Um, but I also recognize that I, I don't get to do that the way that I used to, uh, But but the reality is I am working on that transition is it will forever be a transition. And I I tell military personnel this all the time, guys that are retiring, guys that are leaving the military. Don't expect yourself to transition overnight. Don't expect that you're going to go from being that guy to being someone different because that guy will always be a part or gal will always be a part of who you are. So you just, like I said, write that chapter, write the book in your, of your life one chapter at a time and, and live it, enjoy it and be grateful and utilize all those experiences to try to move forward and make you, again, a better person. Um, first half, Jim DeFleece, uh, I don't think anyone else could have captured the voice of my story better with me than jim did and i attribute that to the fact that he has written so many military books so he had a great understanding of military acronyms and 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 just basic general conversations that take place beyond uh, between soldiers and service members um so because of that background it was a no-brainer that jim helped me with that because a big part of this book uh even even though we talk about all my music career and all that stuff uh the military has been such a big part of my life that it's a big part of the book. And so I wanted someone that could really uh, help me translate the voice of my story into the, uh, the book itself. And that's difficult. It's really difficult. It's easy for me to talk to you about something, but I could very well uh, verbatim go to my phone and dictate it and then let you listen to that. And sometimes the message isn't the same because of voice inflection, uh, tone, attitude. All of these things are easy to convey when you're having a conversation, but it's a lot more difficult to put that into verbiage. And Jim has, he's an expert at that.
0: Yeah. Wow. Awesome stuff. And again, Uh, Craig Morgan, God, family, country, Uh, three things that are near and dear to my heart. One of the things that aggravates me more than anything, Craig, is the fact that patriotism has become looked down upon in our society like it's some kind of bad thing. And it really drives me crazy. And the other thing, too, is uh, God has been removed from our society, which I think is crippling our country as well. And one thing I focus on here is the fatherless crisis that we have, where so many kids are growing up without a father or a father figure in their life. And man, if we could just strengthen the family units and get God back into our our society. I think all these issues that we're seeing across the country would really go away quickly. What's your take?
1: Uh, I could not agree with you more. You know, and and sadly, uh, as a society, the people who feel the way we do, we tend to scream and yell a lot less than those who disagree with us. And because of that, you would think that the majority of this nation feel that way. But I do believe that that is a farce. That is not a truth. The truth is, the majority of this nation still believe in God, family, and country. Um, but, we, uh, but again, we, we are so driven to be kind and to try to be more forgiving and understanding than those people who don't feel that way. Uh, and we also, those of us, and I, again, this is just my opinion, uh, those of us who believe in God, family, and country— we work harder at not forcing our ideals and opinions on everyone. We work less at that than someone who doesn't. Uh, in fact, they—I've uh, been—I've been told many times. I, and I—I don't—I'm uh, not a preacher. I don't go on, and I'm not preaching every day. And I tell people I'm a sinner. My life is—you know—I've had my shares of, of bad doings and wrongdoings. Um, but they're really quick to tell me that I have no right to tell them what I think. Even though they're telling me what they think, <laughs> um, but it is a truth. With we have separated God from our society, and our nation, in particular, was built on the very morals of a Christian society. Uh, I mean, look, I can I can give you a history lesson. We could talk about the history, the impact of Christianity on all of our social activities, uh, everything from from uh, churches uh, reading science, uh, uh, medical, you know, if, if, uh, hospitals. If it weren't for the church, there would be no hospitals. The church is the Christian faith is what started that. And it was because we believed in taking care of each other. Uh, so we have definitely removed God and the devil is a, a sneaky son of a gun, man. And he will sneak in there. And, and a lot of that is, is, is trickled into the family. And because of that, we've said, hey, it's okay. You don't have to get married. You don't have to take care of, the, of your kids. You don't have to do these things. Be your own person. You know, and I think that's horrible. And, and, and because of that, we have, we have quit making good men and women. We have told them certain things. Our society has let them know that you don't have to hurt. There's not going to be any pain. If it is, go away. Get away from it. And that is a com- complete false uh, as well. Uh, In relationships, in life, in love. And I mean, I can tell you, I have experienced some hardships and some heartaches, but running from it uh, made me weaker. Staying in the battle and becoming stronger made me a better person and made me more tolerant and kinder to others as well.
0: Yeah, really awesome stuff, Craig. And there is there's no doubt about it. There is an evil force here that's among us. And nowhere is that more present than when we see with this child sex trafficking that is out of control. One of the things that boggles my mind is the fact that we see all these other things that are being investigated. Nothing done about the Epstein client list drives me crazy that there's people that are out here walking around among us that we're paying to have sex with children and nothing is being done about it. It boils my skin, not only just as a parent and an American citizen, but as a child of God myself and I know that you went, uh, what was it, over to Thailand. You were undercover there fighting the sex. I've had Craig Sawyer, the SEAL on here that goes after these sex traffickers. I mean, I love when I hear stories like what you guys do. When do you get there? When you discover or you find these people that are doing it? Who are usually the victims here? Who are these kids? And what, if you could talk to me a little bit about that experience of hunting down these sex traffickers.
1: Uh, I can tell you it's extremely disheartening. Uh, uh, it, I've done a lot of things in my life, and I've seen a lot of ugly. I've seen a lot of bad. Uh, and I will tell you, coming home from combat, I never had I've never had any issues, uh, so to speak. I managed to deal with it. And even that issue, I, I, even that situation I've, I've managed and I've done it uh, uh, more than once. And, and with more than one organization coming back from those trips are, are are the are some of the most disturbing things that I have ever experienced or, or with. And coming home, it's one of the few times where I go. You know what? I need a day <laughs> to uh, to pray about this and, and 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 help clear my thought process so that it doesn't stay in there. Um, but, but otherwise, it would just drive you crazy. Uh, it is. It's sad to think that we focus on on some of the most uh, mundane things that are are so not relevant to the goodness of our society. And we have something like this that is truly one of the biggest things in the world that is going on. And it's happening in our country, too. It's modern day slavery. That's what it is. And, it, and it's actual abuse beyond anything most people could comprehend. And yet we we tend to uh, focus on other things that for whatever reason, uh, you know, we, we've managed to focus. I will say there have been previous administrations throughout our throughout my life that I have noticed that have placed a a lot of attention and effort into that area. Um, and, And I just think it's critical that we do that because once these things happen, sometimes they're irreversible and it's hard to bring someone back from something so dark and so ugly.
0: Yeah. And I, I almost feel like as a nation, whenever one of these uh, sex traffickers is caught or they're captured, it should be almost like a celebration here. Like we won the lottery in a sense of getting these people out of just not even our country, but out of off this planet. I mean, it just seems like it, it is unbelievable the amount of people that are involved in it and how big and how much money and how powerful uh, the whole organization of it is. And it's just uh it, it, it's so amazing that it continues to go on to this day. So I, I, again, like, thank you for what you're doing with it and have done with it. And God knows we need more people doing it. And and, and back to the book here. Uh, I, I know, obviously, recent, just recently, I've had far too many parents on the podcast that I've had that have lost children. I just recently had Kyle Petty, Chris Myers, Bodie Miller. All of them have had these tragedies in their life and they speak to it. What was the challenge for you or how, what, what, how did you go through that process in the book and how did losing a child really challenge your faith and help you pull through it?
1: Well, going, going through the process for the book, we, we simply just, I told my story. It was really that simple. Uh, I, I, there were maybe some slight, uh, um, uh, I use the word elaborations. Like I've, I've discussed a few things in the book that I have not discussed out publicly before. Uh, nothing, you know, terribly dramatic or anything, but there's a few things that I haven't told, uh, about, uh, how things happened. Um, but I, I can tell you for me, it's, it's an ongoing process. This, and I think it will be until the day I join him. Uh, every day when I wake up, I think about my son throughout the day just like I do my other kids. The only difference is I can pick up the phone and call the other kids. I can't call Jerry. Uh, and that's difficult. And sometimes it's, you know, you wake up and you just feel like crap because there's just nothing you can do to alleviate that pain. Uh, but for me, I I found strength in knowing that I had to be strong for my wife and my children. Um, and, and, and truly, uh, God gives me that strength. And I have complete 100% no question faith that God allowed this to happen for a purpose. I'm not, I don't think God did it, but I do think he allowed it to happen because you either believe that God's real and he can do anything or you don't. And I believe he can. So he could have very well stopped that that day. He could have saved Jerry, but he didn't. And I believe there's a reason for that. And that's, it's hard to struggle with. I think uh, the the problem, a lot of people who lose someone, especially a child is they try to justify it and they try to find out what it is that God's doing. Why did God do that? And you can't, you're not going to know why God did what God did because he's God, you know, we're here to worship him and love him. Uh, And, and I do see that he has used this uh, to help heal others. But those those kind of things always come after the fact. So I don't search for what it is that God, why he did that. I just try to love God and live my life for him and with him uh, and know that he is ultimately in charge. And in the end, he will be glorified through all things, good and bad.
0: Yeah, very well said, Craig. And God bless you. And obviously, a parent's worst nightmare come true. But I know that sharing the stories, as difficult as they are, are helpful to others that are going through uh, tragedies like that. So, and it's it's really noteworthy that you do share the story. So, and obviously, you know, military music, your faith, you got the book. Uh, You've had a very very uh, successful career life. You you have a very secure legacy in the entertainment world. What do you want your legacy to be as a father?
1: That that was the most important thing, second only to my God, period. Because, uh, uh, you know, um, you had said something that made me think, you know, all of these things that happen. um, When God, he expects nothing from us but for us to love him. And we're, I I do believe we're rewarded for that. Uh, It may not, uh, ultimately, it's the reward in the end to spend eternity in heaven with God. Um, but I also believe that he gives us blessings here, but sometimes we have to experience hardships and heartaches and those, they're not necessarily for our growth. when you said, uh, you know, that it's helped other people. So I believe that what I experienced with Jerry might not have been for me. It might not have been to make my faith stronger or anything. It it might be for all the other people that needed to hear it from someone who has so much confidence in God that even though it hurts, I believe that God is in charge. Um, so I do believe that. I, 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 and I'm sorry if I got away from your question, but uh, for me, being a dad is the it's second only to God. And and it was always that way until the kids are grown and gone. <laughs> and now it's trying to be just the most perfect husband that I could possibly be because of all those years of the kids coming before her and vice versa and grandkids. Now, so... Now we move on from uh, being kids, but as I alluded to earlier, I said, you know, when you have a child, uh, and my kids are older, and like I said, they're having kids. We have grandkids. It's still in the back of your head, especially having had one die. Every day I want to talk to my children, and make sure they're okay, and make sure they're progressing in life, and they're doing the things that God would expect them to do, and that they're enjoying their life as best they can, and dealing with the har- hardships, and so on and so forth. And I think that will, like I said, be forever.
0: Yeah. Well said. And Craig Morgan, God, family, country Link to the book is in the description of today's podcast episode. And the last thing I want to hit you with here, Craig, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast. What type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening?
1: Um, I've had two new band uh, guys, that both of which have just had children. And I told them when this child is born, your whole life will change. Uh, you're going to experience a love that you have never experienced before. Uh, But you are truly responsible for that child. And for a long time, they can't do anything for themselves. And you have to be there and do that. And being a dad is one of the more difficult things I have ever done because we as dads have to make decisions. Do I want to spend time? and not make enough money to feed them properly and clothe them? Or do I want to do that? Or how do I balance? And so that's what I tell them. The, the most difficult thing moving forward in your life is finding that balance. Just know that the, there sometimes are negative consequences to all those decisions that you have to make, but you should always make them knowing that what you're doing and the decision that you're making is for the best interest of your child and not yourself. Yeah, wow. Very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. Uh, Craig Morgan,
0: you're a First Class Father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, buddy. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. First Class Fatherhood is a family made media podcast. Please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com or www.familymade.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from high-profile dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.